Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Judges. We're still in chapter 2, and I'm reading verses 1 through 3 from the New King James Version. I know I read verse 1 yesterday and gave you some insight because there was so much to share. But I'm going to share it again for context. Um, The sermon was preached by the angel of God to the children of Israel because they needed reproof and warning. And it's given in a place called Bochum. And it gained that name because of this occasion. They needed to be reprimanded for not following what God told them to do. And let's listen to what God, the word reads. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I have led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore, I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side, and their gods shall be a snare to you. Again, Judges chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version, which gives it the title, Israel's Disobedience. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Judges chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. And the angel of God is preaching or has preached this short but powerful sermon to the children of Israel. And the sermon is basically, I told you what to do. You didn't do it. So since you didn't follow my instructions, this is what we're going to do. Sort of like a parent talking to a disobedient child. I told you what to do. You chose to do what you wanted to do. So here are your consequences. But let's listen to the commentaries. Who but God and Christ could say, I have led you up out of Egypt. Um... He had brought them out of Egypt, a land of slavery and toil, into Canaan, a land of rest, liberty, and plenty. Joshua had admonished the children of Israel to take heed of entangling themselves with the Canaanites, but they disregarded his words, the words of a dying man. The same warning is brought to them by the living God himself, as he appears as an angel. The first thing Jesus, the angel of the Lord, did was remind Israel of his great love and faithfulness to them. 
He delivered them from Egypt's bondage. He gave them an abundant land of promise. He gave them a covenant that he would never break. As promised to their ancestors, he said, I will never break my covenant with you. Plainly, and it tells them that the covenant he entered into with them should never be broken unless it's broken on their side. And we thank God that when he makes a promise, his words will not change. They will not uh, fade. Uh, not a jot, a tittle is what the scripture says of his word will fail to do what uh, God has said that it would do. He sent it out to perform it, and that's what it's going to do. So we thank God for covenant, for covenant grace, covenant love, covenant forgiveness, the things that come because of his covenant with us through the blood of his son. Let's go on to the next part. It um, uh, says the what uh, God told the children of Israel to do was to not make a covenant after setting up God's altars, they should have torn torn down the altars of the false gods of the Canaanites to avoid the temptation to worship and serve those gods. And of course, it's gods with a lowercase g. And when I looked up the uh, main uh, idols, the main uh, gods that they served in Canaan, the main one was Baal. So he's saying, once you tear down those altars, uh, no, don't don't avoid tearing down those altars because that's what they did. They didn't tear down the the altars, so they uh, were accommodating to the people that you know were going to ensnare them because they're looking at the Canaanites and their idols, their gods that they can see, and they're serving the true and living God who you can't, you know, they couldn't see him. They couldn't touch him. They couldn't feel him. They knew he, he, he existed because he did so much for them. They had evidence of his power, and yet they still chose to leave up these false gods. But let me continue. God warned them that, they, um, that those false gods would lead them into uh, to temptations and, you know, and, and, um, cause them to want to serve these little junk little pieces of junk or just Alistair Begg says they're pieces of junk anything that you can move from a shelf to another shelf like a whatnot that can't be a God but that's what the children of Israel as they accept the ways of the Canaanites that's what they're going to do they're tolerating the Canaanites among them would put a period to their victories. And God announced that, that he would uh, um, allow the work of possess, possessing the land to go unfinished as a way of correcting his disobedient children. He says, I will not drive them out. And this just reminds us that God will not do work for us if we can't follow his instructions. In the early years, God did fight for Israel in a supernatural way, but he didn't intend to always do all the work and they just sit back and watch. All he wanted from them was faithfulness. Faithfulness alone was necessary for Israel to possess the land. Faithfulness alone is what we need to please God, to walk by faith. 
The announcement that the Canaanites would remain a problem to the nation was promised beforehand if they didn't drive them out. Let's pray. Father, as we come today, we come wondering how many idols, how many things have we held on to that you told us to get rid of because they would hinder us. They would bring us a, bring a separation between you and us. And how many things have we held on for dear life without thinking about the consequences of holding on to them? Because you said, um, I've given you instructions. I won't drive the enemy out uh, from before you because all I asked for was faithfulness. And you didn't even, can't even do that. And that's all you want, Father. You want faithfulness. You said it's better than sacrifice. And we thank you for that, Father. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. The needs, again, are so many. We know of the wars and rumors of wars around the world. We know about the wars that's uh, taking place every day in the Ukraine. We're thanking you for the victories that they've had praying that you continue to, to uh, help them in those battles. Then we're hearing about the Taliban effect, um, uh, attacking again. God put them in the control, Father. You are, oh God, we just trust you. And that's all, that's what you want us to do. We trust you. We're casting all of this upon you because we know you care for us. God, the needs, again, are so many. Those who are mourning, give them comfort, Father. Those who have other kinds of needs, you know what they are. Meet needs as only you can. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.